I really am my own biggest obstacle. Um, but we're going to move past that. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Catch Some Seas. Z here. And it's an exciting episode. Um, I've got some updates on life. A few of you who follow the Instagram, both the podcast one and or my personal one, have been asking about my uh my vacation that I went on recently um so I'm just gonna get right into it um last week I went on a cruise with my best friend Tia shout out to Tia and the cruise stopped in Cuba and in the Bahamas and funny enough earlier today we got word that the president oh volume we got word that the president, uh, you know, is no longer allowing travel to Cuba via uh, via boats, cruise ships, and private planes and other other methods. Um, and quite literally seven days ago, I was in the country. Um, so shout out to God's timing. But I wanted to talk about the cruise. Um, it was it was a special time because if you guys remember a few episodes ago, I was talking about how I you know came into some money. And was able to, you know, basically handle a lot of responsibilities that I had put on the back burner for quite some time. And um, this trip and a few others are, or you know, they're what they were what I was alluding to in some of old, some older episodes, excuse me, about you know things that I was getting ready to do. And um, there still are some things that I haven't shared with you yet that are coming. But you know, this is I guess phase one of it all. Um, but yeah, you know, I haven't gone on like a leisure vacation since I was, I think I was nine years old actually. And I was on a Disney cruise with one of my other friends and my sister and my friend's grandma. And so now fast forward 13 years and my best friend and I took a cruise. So that was really nice. So, um, I just want to, I'm just going to kind of walk you through the, the whole week basically, um, yeah, so our cruise was from Monday to Friday, and we took a plane down to Miami to get there. And I, when it comes to airlines, I'm a jet blue girl, okay? I am a jet blue girl through and through for, you know, as long as my mom and I have been taking flights together, like it's been jet blue or it's been nothing. And, you know, we've gotten consistency. And if there were ever like problems with the flight, you know, delays or anything like that, you know, we knew ahead of time and we were basically prepared and, the process went as smoothly as inconveniences can go, right? Mm-mm. Uh, T and I flew United, and she usually takes it and has no problems, but girl, this week was nuts. So we had a flight that was supposed to leave at 9.45, get to Miami at like 12.15, right? We board the plane, everything's fine. And then like 30 or so minutes go by and we haven't moved and nothing's happening. And then we eventually get word that there's a technical issue with the plane and that I have to fix it before they can take off. Come to find out it was the damn bathroom in first class. The toilet wasn't flushing. All right. I get it. You know, people are paying for that exclusivity. They should get what they get. I mean, you know, they, they deserve to have the functioning toilet, but like, it just took so long for them to finally fix it. And it, well, no, it took so long for them to first figure out what the problem was. And then they had to take more time to fix the problem. And then 
more time to get the the parts back where they were supposed to so basically we got like six to seven different text messages talking about oh like there's a technical issue oh the flights you know the the departure time has been pushed back it's been pushed back it's been pushed back bro we didn't leave until like almost 12 15 and we were supposed to arrive in miami at like 12 15 and you know the cruise port was closing at three so we were supposed to get there before three so we could be on the cruise and everything we didn't get there until after three because the plane didn't land until three o'clock so we could have very very easily missed our whole trip and both me and tia's moms were like stressing back home but then like while we were in the air they were trying to figure out how to you know make sure the cruise didn't leave us it was a whole thing but we made it in time it was fine but we didn't eat much excuse me we didn't eat much so when we got to the cruise we were hungry and it was just about dinner time and we stuffed our faces bro to the point where then like our stomachs were hurting (laughs) but um the food was bomb we took norwegian cruise lines so shout out to norwegian cruise lines their chefs their staff everybody because everyone was super nice but the food really slapped like there was not one meal that i had that wasn't absolutely delicious so um we ate we had a view of the water and it was just really like oh god it was beautiful and um, again, if you have the, the podcast on Instagram, um, I posted some pictures of, you know, those things, some pictures and videos. Um, so that Monday night was nice. And then they had a cute little variety show on the ship. So we went to go see that. And then the next day we woke up and we were in Havana and we woke, I, when I woke up, I looked out the window. We did have like a little, a little, what seaport window, whatever. And we were literally pulling up to the dock so we were like still moving but i could easily see the island and it just it was so beautiful and you know cuba has been there's a lot of places i want to visit and cuba is like a relatively new contender you know it entered my my list of places to go but it's it's like not it wasn't one of the places that like i had to go to right now immediately but it was still up there it's definitely a one of the top desired places and that's in part to you know it it being a exclusive in the fact that you know you're as americans we're like we're not supposed to really be down there um so it was that mixed with just like the general beauty of the island um i guess the fact that it is an island because i haven't been to an island in years probably the last time i was at one was on the disney cruise and we went to the Bahamas, we went to like the resorty Bahamas, but then we also got like tour of like, you know, the rural Bahamas. So, but it's been so long. So all of those things put together, um, I was just floored. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm thinking about it now. And I got a good video, like we went on the deck and I got a video of it during the morning golden hour. And it was just, oh, it was so beautiful. So we got there and the night before we found out that our excursion got canceled we chose uh, dance and art in cuba and it, not enough people signed up for it which is really whack because like why why wouldn't you sign up for dance and art but whatever so we ended up just doing an all art tour essentially so um we had a you know cuban tour guide and someone told me when i got down there to you know don't be surprised by all the black cubans that you see and i wasn't really thinking about it and then i got there and i was like oh my gosh yes you know afro cuba is real um so it was it was nice to see a bunch of black people. Um, that's really I don't know. Just was it was nice to see them, and um, our tour guide was black, and we got on this cute little air conditioned bus that they got from China, and we drove through Old Havana, and 
we saw, you know, the, the government buildings and we saw some historical sites. And then they took us to Fusterland, which is um, a kind of a, well, it's a, I don't want to say it's a village, but I guess it's a village um, where this artist by the name of Fuster, uh, he was, he got famous. He, you know, went abroad, became a famous artist, came back to his hometown and just kind of inspired his community to engage in art. So there were like, you know, mosaic walls. There was, you know, like an art gallery, different sculptures, things like that, you know, street vendors. And that was really nice. So we spent some time there. I bought a ring and a keychain for one of my homies. Um, and then when we left there, we drove through more of the city and we saw, you know, the the class disparities from, from before the country uh, turned to communism. Um, so we saw the houses that, you know, the wealthy used to live in and they changed those uh, once uh, <laughs> once communism happened. Um, they, people moved out of those houses and those became like places for ambassadors and like global diplomats to stay when they visited the island. Uh, we drove past some hotels. We drove past some of the slums, I guess. Um, and it was, I mean, the whole thing was, you know, like beautiful and such an experience. And, the, but the whole time I couldn't stop thinking about, you know, the, the privilege that I even had to, to be in that space and at one point it was so it was so crazy our bus pulled up next to one of like the public transportation buses that they have and you know people were on their way to work or school or wherever and you know minding their business you know just doing their thing but like their bus window didn't have glass it had a curtain that you pulled um and you know i don't not many people were sitting like most of the bus was like standing like there weren't a lot of seats um and then here I am on this air-conditioned bus with like 50 plus seats for only about 20 people. Um, so I was having a lot of moments like that. Um, and then it was also interesting, especially because um, you know, everyone everyone's going about their business and you know, I saw some people, you know, wearing uh, not vintage, but old, you know, Tommy Hilfiger and like baby fat from like 2003 and stuff but like I guess my uh my my social conditioning you know I expected to see some people like on the streets begging I guess or just looking looking like they were struggling when the reality of it is because it's a you know a communist nation or you know it's socialist or whatever their classification is um you know for the most part I didn't see a lot of obvious uh I guess like wealth disparities between like the way people were dressed and stuff like that like everyone for the most part would like the exception of people who were like uh the vintage car tour tour uh guides everyone for the most part like looked the same like if you were going to make assumptions about their their livelihood you know it was going to be like the same general assumption and our tour guide was saying that um you know everything you know no one you know healthcare is paid for by the paid for by the government your education is paid for by the government um you know if you live in one of those buildings where the the front of the building the facade is falling apart um the government will relocate you into another part of town and you know put you in a space that is comparable to the one that you are living because living in because they don't want they don't want to change anything about like the way the buildings look like they want to make they want to keep it in the past like they want to you know keep time frozen 
but the insides they'll they have no problem renovating but then like your family will get displaced but you won't go back to a new apartment like you'll stay wherever the government placed you um our tour guide was also saying how you know people tend to live together and if you were fortunate enough to have like roof space or like an extra backyard but you have a large family then people will build like extra rooms in those spaces instead of using them as leisure spaces so that way the families can stay together um which you know the sentiment itself is sweet but then i guess you know my again my social conditioning um i was like wow you know yeah i mean keep grandma with me but also what about my yard like what about my cookout but i don't know that people do a lot of those things down there you know so it was it was very interesting and I had to you know take a lot of like looks at myself while I was learning about what was going on but still you know I I don't mind doing that it's fine for me um so we also visited some uh we no we visited one of their fine art museums and um there was a heavy emphasis on like basically everything that we went to that was arts related um it was either 100% supported by the government, which the Cuban people at the time of like its inception found to be surprising because a lot of the art pieces were like, you know, resistance against the current state of affairs or the art communities were 100% community-based and community-funded and things like that. Um, so it was interesting to see those things. So the Fine Art Museum was was supported by the Cuban government um and we saw some really neat pieces from cuban artists who um, grew up or rather their their experience their art reflected rather their art reflected the changing political scape um you know men and women's rights you know the perception of cuba to the rest of the world so those things are really interesting um i posted one of the pictures on the podcast page and it was if you check it out, it's a word that's written in Russian in measuring tape, and it means the translation is utopia. And it's supposed to be a juxtaposition on how when um, when they switched over to communism, the, the, the idea was that they were everyone was going to be equal and it was going to be basically the perfect world. But that couldn't have been farther from the truth because everything was so structured and people weren't, you know, given the freedom to express themselves in the ways that matter to them. So. I thought that was really cool. As soon as the, the tour guide, she told us that I was like, oh, picture. Um, and then we went to, after the fine art museum, we went to another, we went to like a community art situation. I guess it was an art gallery as well. And this one um, was relatively new. I think within the last 10 years they had built it and had come together. And that one is community based. They do art classes for children. And they said one of the students one of the students is one of the teacher's kids and the student has Down syndrome, but she's been working with that community for like, since she was, since she was little and she's like 18 now or older and she's won different art awards and stuff like that. And so that's the type of work that they do. And they gave us some, some sangria and <laughs> um, there was a band that performed some music for us. And so of course I had to donate to their efforts because, you know, what can I say? I'm a sucker for art and community service. Um, but there was that. And then afterwards, the bus took us back to the cruise ship. And then a few of us got off and we walked around the old Havana City Center. We went to a store that sold cigars, coffee and rum. Guess which one I brought <laughs> back with me. Um, it wasn't a cigar. 
And then we went to eat at this, it was definitely a touristy spot, but still, you know, I mean, I'm in Cuba, so like whatever, but, um, walked past some really nice buildings and walked up like crazy amount of steps to get to this restaurant that like was literally a rooftop deal that didn't feel like a rooftop until you looked at the views and I got a really nice seafood plate and they had live musicians and the band ended up singing Chun Chun and I have that song on my uh my playlist it was on one of the um one of the Tuesday's tunes that you guys ignored but yeah, it was so it was so nice to hear it live. Um, I felt awful though because after I paid for my meal, I literally had like like a peso coin left, and like the the singer came around like asking for donations, and like I didn't want to not give her something, but then I also didn't want to give her a coin, but I gave her a coin, and you could you could tell she was really just not impressed. Um, but hey, whatever. I tried. Um, also, I tried to speak Spanish with my waiter, but he wasn't really supportive of my efforts, so. I just kept my mouth shut, but <laughs> yeah. And then we left and we went back to the, the boat and took a nap because we were tired, but it was like around, we got off the boat at like nine and got back to the room at like 3.30. But it was just, oh God, Cuba, man. So I'm excited to go back. I'll definitely go back at some point and, you know, spend some more time like in Cuban nightlife and away from the, the touristy areas. Um, and just kind of really immerse myself the best I can with the country because it was it was just beautiful I'm so grateful um so that was Cuba um then the next day we had a day at sea and that's when I started to tan and my tan right now is so cute guys Ugh, you, you don't even know but you know me and Tia just kind of chilled by the pool there was this cute couple um that was showing off low-key during there was like a an instructed bachata class at the on the pool deck and uh you know everyone was doing like you know their one two three four and but these guys were like freestyling it was great though they had rhythm so it was good and they kept you know showing up and showing out during different songs but it was nice they were having fun it was fun to watch them um and it was just nice being by the pool too like i again haven't gone on a cruise since i was nine um and i was also nine so like my priorities and things were different but it was just nice being there and again being with my bestie um and we were on the water that day so it was literally like blue skies blue water you know blue furniture it just was my favorite color is blue so oh god it was just so just so relaxing and then they had a movie showing so we saw crazy rich asians which i've been trying to see for quite some time and i just want to know how the whole cast was fine like the whole cast of Crazy Rich Asians was very attractive. Um, but very great, great movie, fun movie. Definitely recommend. Um, then we went to dinner and I had a cocktail with rum in it. And then after dinner, we went and got mojitos as we watched different uh, cruise members participate in Star Wars trivia. <laughs> and... Um, Something that I've known for a while, but I just tend to ignore is that rum goes straight through me. So I 100% had diarrhea for like the next day and a half. Um, but I mean, whatever. It was lit. So period. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the day at sea was like chill. We, we just mostly took naps. There was like an all white party that they had on the boat that we were supposed to go to. We slept through it. 
I know, like, it's, I, you know, I gotta do better, and I will, I will, but, you know, I wasn't, you know, both of us, me and T, were both, like, you know, we haven't been in the sun, like, to this capacity in such a long time, our bodies didn't know how to react to the, the influx of vitamin D, um, so, yeah, but there was that, and then we, um, the next day was, you know how cruise lines have their own little private islands that they take people to so that was that day in the Bahamas and that was my first actual legitimate beach day in over 12 years so that was nice that's when my tan really came in and it was great because the weather was like perfect there were no bugs like there was a butterfly here or there but no bugs which was uh, god love it um seagulls were definitely attacking um when we were on the boat before we left for breakfast you know, they kept trying to come and get people's plates when they left them alone. Um, so when we were on the beach, you know, not a lot of people had um, food, but, you know, whenever there was food present, the seagulls would try to come and get it. But we got beach chairs that were like right by the water and we laid down, we tanned, we started sweating. And so we went in the water, cooled off. It was good. Came back to the chair, dried off with the sun and kind of just repeated that for the next few hours. Um Went to go get food, but again, both of us, you know, the rum from the cocktail kind of got through us, so we, we had to take it easy with our food consumption, me more so than, than Tia, but had lunch, came back, laid down. I ended up having to shade myself because I could feel myself burning and I was like sweating a lot. I was like low-key about to overheat, um, but it's okay. I got through it, <laughs> and then we came back to the, the boat and took a mini nap before we went to dinner and that night we had dinner at the steakhouse that was delicious oh god and every again everyone was so nice everyone was so nice we made a cruise friend this woman who was solo cruising shout out to janet um yeah yeah and then we watched the movie vice with uh christian bale and steve carell that was good. And also What Men Want with Taraji P. Henson. I saw the beginning and end of it, but not the full middle. But yeah, and then, then Friday we came back. And let me tell you about Friday. Because now the cruise is over and we had a really good time. And, you know, we're excited to go home and get some rest. Because we knew that we were going to be at the airport for most of the day. Our flight wasn't until the late afternoon. And we got to the airport like 9.30 in the morning first of all my suitcase has like one of the little pulley things that you you know you pull it up and then you drag it my pulley thing wouldn't go down for whatever reason so basically it's dead to me but that was stressing me out um we checked our bags and we went to our gate and literally like we got to our gate let's say like what 10 15 we had until like 4 30 so had time to kill but the whole time on the cruise our phones were on airplane mode because we didn't purchase the wi-fi and the wi-fi was crap anyway um, so very much, you know, very well needed, uh, social media detox. It was great, but you know, obviously now I'm logged back in, I'm gonna, you know, check out what's going on anyway. So we did that for like, I don't know, like an hour and then we just kind of really killed time off and on. We're trying to sleep. Tia was a little bit sick. She was stuffy. Um, so we're just, you know, waiting for the, the, the time to come to board the plane. The plane comes a little bit before boarding time. They push back boarding time a little bit just to get everybody off, clean the plane, cool. We get on, everything's going fine. And our, our, our pilot, he's in good spirits. He's like, you know, things are going well, guys. You know, I've had a pretty rough week or whatever the case is, but 
you know, things are finally going smoothly for me. Things are going to go smoothly for you. You know, we're going to be on our way. We're just, you know, I don't know, just buckling up our seatbelts, whatever the case is, right? And then suddenly he's like, okay, sorry guys, good news, bad news. The good news is we're ready to go. The bad news is air traffic control just sent me a new like flight route. So I have to wait for that to like get loaded in before we can leave. And we're like, all right, no problem, Bob. You know, it's show business, babe. So after a while, we're still not moving. And then he lets us know that he got another route that had to be loaded in. But he's like, but it's cool. You know, we're just going to go get online to take off. We get online to take off and then Mance is like, guess what? We got to go back to the gate. We don't have enough fuel. So we were about to take off with no fuel, bro. That's what you were saying to me. We're about to take off with no fuel. All right, whatever. We get back to the gate, but it's not, you know, it's not like a gas station, right? It's an airport. So there's a fuel truck and the fuel truck has to come to you. So the fuel truck didn't get to us for like 25 minutes. So by this time, you know, we're already about almost an hour and a half past our original departure time okay fuel truck gets to us finally cool then you know he gets like two new course adjustments because apparently there was a storm over like charleston or whatever and so finally he gets the last one and what was supposed to be a 2.5 hour flight ended up being a 3.5 hour flight because we had to go 450 miles west to get around the storm i respect that i don't want to fly into a tornado but also it's now almost seven o'clock and we were supposed to get back to the airport by 7 30. so now you know instead of a 7 30 arrival time it becomes you know like a 10 15 arrival time is it ruining my plans and my sleep schedule for myself a little bit but what can i do right meanwhile everyone else on the plane or like most of the people on the plane are panicking because people have connections to like tel aviv Tel Aviv, guys, that's like Israel, isn't it? Hold on, let me just let me just double check my sources before I give you the wrong information. It was like Tel Aviv, it was like Argentina, like, you know, all of these really extravagant places that, you know, you need to catch your flight for. Um, and so everyone is um, like, yeah, Tel Aviv, Israel. Mm-hmm. So like everyone is, you know, stressing and they're like, you know, what happens if I miss my connection? I've got to get, you know... I gotta get on my plane and da da da. Like, are they gonna wait for me? You know, everyone's just super stressed. And from the moment I got on the plane, I could tell that the flight attendants were already fed up. Um, they were like, first of all, they were like young hot girls, like all of them, like each one. It was weird. Anyway, um, they're like, yeah, you know, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, we're doing everything we can. Like the one head flight attendant, she's like, I don't know how many times I can say sorry to you guys. Um, when we finally did take off, she's like pilot said that you know alcohol's free free alcohol and cookies and everyone's like hey cool um so they're going around trying to tell people like you know the, they but they can only really get the most accurate information like when the flight lands and stuff like that and so it was a whole lot of that so we finally land and we land a little bit earlier than we i thought like we landed like a little bit around like a little bit before 10 i thought we were gonna get there like 10 30 um and so they're like please let the people who have connecting flights you know get up first and so all those people, you know, they got up, they got their carry-ons, like it was very efficient, like nobody was wasting time and they were all standing in the aisle, like waiting for the, the thing to, the door to open, right? And they were standing for like 20 minutes and everyone's like, you know, like what is happening? What's going on? Come to find out that little tunnel thing that you connect to the plane in order to get to the gate, it was not connecting to our plane. <laughs> and everyone just let out like a simultaneous, 
oh my god and it was just it was so like it was funny but like it sucks right so they were trying to fix it for like another 20 minutes and then they were like all right we're gonna you know the airport's moving us to a different gate uh, and then just basically i was on the plane for an additional 57 minutes after i landed because it the, the little tunnel thing didn't connect and then it finally did and then everyone got off so when I was supposed to get back to the airport at 7.30 and maybe get home around 9, I didn't get home until close to 1 o'clock in the morning. Ah, but I'm grateful, you know, I got my life. <laughs> so it's it's fine. But that was my recap for you of my vacation with Tia. And I'm already approaching 30 minutes, so shout out to you if you've listened. Um, this episode's not over though, folks, so stick with me. <laughs> Then take a quick break and be right back. So earlier I said that I'm my own biggest obstacle because um, this is another late night, you know, recording sesh. Usually I do my recordings a little bit in advance before I publish them. And the last episode and now this one I literally do, I'm doing the night before um, I drop them, which is, you know, a little bit lazy, but it's not laziness. I'm busy. Um, But I also could have done this at least an hour and a half ago and I was literally laying on my bed. My room is a mess right now because, again, I'm in the process of, like, cleaning and unpacking and packing. There's just, like, a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, I'm I'm just, I'm not making the best use of my quote-unquote free time. But it's okay. It's a work in progress. So, speaking of works in progress, um, I've been playing on Twitter and Instagram and... Letting you know that I'm doing some more traveling. So if you haven't heard by now, I'm going to Spain. Uh, and it's a very exciting time. And the details of it are, um, they're very unique and they're very special. And when I said before that, like, I'm going to get everything that I want in this life, like, I mean that and not because of, you know, not in some type of like entitlement way but just more so in a you know you work hard you see results you know you do the right things you do what you're supposed to do and you get rewarded for it like in that way so I mean maybe that is entitlement I I don't know but the point is I I just have stories okay so (laughs) um a few years ago I for whatever reason I don't even I don't remember what it was specifically, but I've always wanted to go to France, right? Ever since I was a youngin. And then gradually I, you know, Spain was added to the list and, you know, in no small part influenced by the Cheetah Girls too. But also just because, you know, my family's Puerto Rican and my family's Haitian, so while they have you know, obviously the culture of the Caribbean, I I was interested to know about the I guess like the history beyond that, right? And, you know, those two countries are the, the main ones. So I one I don't maybe I was on the internet, I was maybe I was on Tumblr or something like that. And for whatever reason I decided that in my travels, like I didn't want to just hit the major cities. So not just Paris, not just Barcelona, but also like I heard the southern regions of both of those countries were like definitely places that you should go to. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna hit the south of France. But I was more so attracted to the south of Spain. Oh, you know what it was? When I was graduating college, um, I was trying to figure out what was going to come next before I, you know, 
decided on grad school and I was like what if I do grad school like in a different country and then um (laughs) I was trying to you know think of the places that gave me the best of you know western society with like the (laughs) the least amount of racism I guess um I don't I don't know I was trying to but basically the point is my search you know mostly led me as far as the European countries went it went led me to like the south of Spain Plus, I wanted, you know, an opportunity to really put my Spanish to the test and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, I just, I definitely, you know, I glamorized Southern Spain as the region for me. And I was like, you know, Mediterranean diet, you know, they've got Muslims there. It's right across from from Africa. Like it just, my my justification was strange, but whatever, it, it works. So basically, that's how Southern Spain got on my list. So fast forward to this year. And one of my professors, she's been trying to organize this study abroad trip for like the last three years. And I get an email like in January and they're like, oh, like there's going to be a management class this summer offered and it's going to include, you know, a study abroad to like a two week trip or whatever to Spain. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds lit. But I was like, honestly, like financially, I just can't swing that right now. And so I kind of like let it go. And I would see like the flyer sometimes posted in, in the hall or, you know, I get an email and I'm like, oh, if only. But again, I I would let it go. And so then fast forward again to like the end of April. And I'm in one of my classes trying to stay awake doing other work not related to the class. And I get an email from like the, the, you know, the, the business school. And they're like, hey, that study abroad trip, guess what? Now there's a scholarship that you can apply for that'll cover, you know, X amount of the cost. I was like, oh, see, now this became a lot more interesting. So I emailed the people I had to email. I was like, hey, just let me know, you know, if I can get more information about that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like that weekend was Good Friday. So I emailed someone on Thursday, forgetting that the staff have off on Good Friday. So no one saw my email until the following Monday. The deadline was Good Friday. And so my professor who's coordinating the trip, she was like, hey, I saw that you had an interest, you know, unfortunately the deadline's passed, but I know that you have like a good, you have an interest in diversity and inclusion because the, the class is like a diversity based class. And she's like, so you're like, I'll, I'll keep you on like the waiting list or whatever. I was like, cool, that's fine. Like five minutes later, she emails me. She's like, hey, I found out that you expressed your interest or whatever before the deadline. So you know what? Just you got to submit the application by the end of the day today. And I said, oh, shit, it's lit. <laughs> So I'm at work while this is all happening. I'm getting ready for class at the same time. So it was like a whole lot of me just rushing around, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And don't you know that that weekend before um, my mom came up and I had ordered my passport a few months before and it just came in. So when it came time to, you know, do the whole identification stuff, I had the passport on hand so I could submit the paperwork properly. Mm, hey, Shondo, look at God. So submit the uh, the application. I do everything that I have to do. And it's all received and stuff, blah, 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 blah. And so I start just going to the different like information sessions that they have. Like I haven't been accepted to the program yet, but I'm, I'm going anyway because they're like, hey, listen, right? So a few days go by, a few days go by. And they're, even even at that point, the trip wasn't confirmed yet because they needed a, you know, a certain number of students and they needed a certain amount of payment before they could make any confirmation. So it was very much up in the air. But I was operating like I was going. <laughs> and quick side note, I almost didn't apply because I looked at the dates of the program and I had already booked the cruise and they were like really close to each other. And I was like, wow, you know, my job, um, 
I'm going to be away for so long if this if this comes through like no I can't do it and then I was like wait a minute you're really about to not even give yourself the chance to maybe go to Spain because you don't want to disappoint your job and then I laughed and then I proceeded with the application <laughs> um so back to the story a few days go by and I'm attending the different information sessions I see one of my friends who she was also going and I was like wow like, I didn't expect to see anyone I knew so it was great because now like we both know each other and we like we would have each other to you know support and um a few days late I'm still waiting to hear back of whether or not I got um into the program like not not even like let alone the scholarship just like admitted into the program and then at like midnight I get an email from the professor and like the the, the scholarship committee and it was myself and another student who were you know the recipients of the scholarship and I was like oh my god and it was like it was like a calm like midnight 45 like it was almost 1 a.m <laughs> and I, like I sent the picture to my mom I was like I'm going to Spain and it was just really nice it was it was it, it felt very very good um and when I told my job about it, like everyone was excited for me and it wasn't even like an issue. And, you know, obviously like it wasn't like just me packing up and leaving. I doing what I need to do. And I, you know, I made the necessary plans and arrangements, but, you know, everyone was really excited and it, there wasn't any like, oh, you suck, you're fired, you know? So I was worried for nothing and I almost denied myself the opportunity. And I told them too, I was like, oh, like I was nervous, you know, that, you know, you guys would feel some type of way and they're all like, uh, sis you'd better go to Spain because all of us would have done the same thing. And I said, all right, bet. So that was cool. So I'm going to Spain and um, it's just, it's, it's very interesting how when you're intentional with your life and the things that you do and the things that you want, like it's very, it's almost crazy to see how things turn out. Right. And I've got two examples that I have to share in regard to that. So one, I want to read basically an email that I just sent out to a scholarship. Um, I was I was the recipient of a scholarship uh, when I graduated high school, um, run by these phenomenal Black women. And it's a uh, it's a scholarship that is in memory of like their family, right? Um, so, really quickly about the scholarship, I applied for it through my high school, and. You know, one of the requirements, it was like, you know, for, you know, young ladies of color with, you know, exceptional, um, uh, you know, academic standing, whatever the case. So I applied for it. And then, you know, I got an, a letter back saying that, you know, I was invited to the scholarship luncheon. And it was like, it was, it was specific in that it didn't tell me that I won the scholarship but it was vague in that it didn't tell me that I won the scholarship. So I went down like, yeah, I'm going. Cause like what, but I don't, I, I don't know. Am I, am I coming back with money? Like it was just really like very unclear, but clear enough to know that I had to be there. And so, and I had, you know, I'd done different scholarship luncheons. So this, the wording was different than the other ones. So I, you know, I raised, I raised my, my brow and it was in South Jersey. Right. So a little bit of a ways away. Me and my mom went. And uh, the funny story about this is that was the same day as my, my church also does like a scholarship uh, day for graduating seniors. And then my boyfriend at the time, who was actually, we had just broken up, but he had promised that he was going to come to the event. And I was like, no, you don't have to. And he's like, no, I'm coming. But it was like still like kind of awkward. Um, 
And so I left the church event and him to go down here for this event. And it was kind of impactful because I get there to the event, uh, to the scholarship luncheon, and there's like 80 other girls. I'm okay. No, I mean, it was like maybe at least 50 other girls. And we're like, what's going on? Like no one knew what was going on. And so we get there and, you know, the scholarship committee, and they're like, okay, yeah. So we only have three awards. Three of you are going to walk away with it. We're like, what? So it was, I don't want to say it was a pageant, but it was like the most pageant-like thing that I've ever been uh, involved with. And the way it worked was basically, you know, each person was going to go up. Um, they were going to ask you two, two questions and everyone had 60 seconds to answer each question. One question was going to be uh, in regard to like your application and what your goals are as a, you know, as a student and like what you hope to accomplish. And one question was going to be like, they pick it out of a, they had a suitcase that was, um, it was relevant to the story, uh, relevant to the scholarship. So they pick a, a question about like the world, something that's going on in, in just in, in society. And um, they, they ask you a question like that as well. So some of them were really outlandish. Like I remember one girl got asked about like genital mutilation in like Eastern Africa and like what her thoughts on it were. And like, we were all thrown off by it. Like in poor, poor things. She, like you could see, she was like, Oh, uh, I, it's awful, you know? Um, but so that's the that was how the scholarship worked and the long and short of it is that I came in second place and I was excited because it was like wow okay great um because I'd never done anything like that before in my life and I definitely lucked out because my my personal question you know at the time I was a music industry major and I wanted to do artist management so they asked me about that and I was really excited and passionate and then my world question was about like something like you know like women's rights you know that's that's my whole jam so it, it definitely worked out for me, but I felt really good. I felt kind of on top of the world, um, even though I had just, you know, like exited a relationship. <laughs> um, but my mom was proud of me and I could see she was really proud because, again, neither one of us, no one in that room knew what to expect. Um, so it was very nice that I could do something like that for my mom. But anyway, I'm sorry. I had to say all of that because each year, you know, as an alumni now of that scholarship, they ask you to, you know, come back to the luncheon if you can. And if not, even if you can or if you can't, you know, send an update of your life what's going on and like a picture for their newsletter and I wanted to read you guys um the letter that I wrote because it I when I read it back to myself like to proofread it I was like oh shit you're kind of lit <laughs> um yeah so here it goes and so I said good evening unfortunately I will not be able to attend this year's banquet but I do have some fun updates that I'm excited to share the main reason that I can't attend this year is because I'll be in the middle of a study abroad trip to Spain for a management class. I've just completed my first year of my MBA program at my university where I completed my undergraduate studies this time last year. And I'll be staying in the area for the summer for the class and to work. After spending a few months volunteering on a junior board of <laughs> insert local nonprofit, they hired me a few months ago to be the development coordinator. And I'll also assume the role as chair of the junior board for this upcoming season. Um, through the work that I've completed with my graduate assistant role with my university's nonprofit institute, I recently received an outstanding business student in nonprofit community engagement or nonprofit community outreach award. And this role will also continue into the summer as I coordinate and supervise student internships with local nonprofit organizations in the area. In addition to all of this, I've also been doing some freelance social media management for an award winning painter. My spare time over this last year has included doing a fake TED talk at my university, launching a podcast and a few hosting gigs here and there. This past year has been very challenging, but equally rewarding. 
I'm sad to miss another banquet, but I'm excited for all of the finalists. I want to congratulate everybody for being in this incredible space as a result of their incredible hard work. It's been five years since I've received this scholarship and I reflect fondly on my experience each and every year. And, you know, just again, reading that back, I was like, wow, like you really like all those things, all those things I've listed happened in the last six months. Some of them are like a little bit before there's like a little bit of deviation, but like the majority of it all happened in the last six months or and then there, there are things that are, that's still that are still occurring. And it's like if like if I were reading that from someone else, I'd be very impressed. And so, you know how good it felt for me to be the like this. This was these are my words. because This is my life. And I just I smiled after I, I wrote it and I was like, wow. And I sent them a really fire picture <laughs> for the newsletter and it was great. And in conjunction with that, um, last year around this time when I was getting ready to move into the, the, the apartment that we live in now, I um, had a talk with my good friend Jelani, shout out Jay Fear, Jay Fear on Instagram and Twitter, award winning producer and rapper, coolest person I know in real life. Um, Jelani and I were talking. He came to my house. We were chilling, like, you know, outside in the driveway. And, you know, we had a what's next conversation, right? And we were just kind of both talking about how, um, you know, people who, I guess, are, who err on the side of creativity versus, uh, I don't want to say practicality or anything like that, but, you know, people who just go towards, I guess, the more unconventional roads. You know, I feel like we all have that point in life where it's like, you know, at, at what point do we stop caring about like the social norms and the things that are expected of us and start, you know, really fulfilling what our goals and our passions are. And, you know, at that time I I didn't have any clear, like, this is what, you know, I want my MBA to do for me. This is the type of company I want to work for. Or this is the type of company I want to open. And like, I didn't have really anything like that. Um, I had actually like what a week and a half, two weeks before I had just filmed the first episode of Catch Some Z's and like I told you I hated it I just kind of kept it there I didn't know what I was going to do with it I didn't know like if when I was going to drop it and I hadn't told anyone except for like my roommates at the time so only like four people knew um so we're talking and he goes to me he's like you know Zanaya I just see you as like I see you on a podcast and I was like oh uh really <laughs> because did you did you hear my secret because I'm like working on one he's like no I meant like you know people would have you as a guest you know to talk about the different issues but that that what you said makes more sense and I'm like wow okay and then he's like yeah I feel like you know we're gonna be calling you up one day like oh Z can you come do xyz like can you come speak at this event and you're gonna be like yeah you know I'm I'm currently in Italy right now but I, my flight you know I come back in tomorrow so you know let's 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 figure something out and like you only carry like a carry-on you don't bring a full luggage because you know you just you got it like that and I was like wow like that's so great because like I really do want to travel and like now <laughs> here we are a full 12 months later and I just texted him the other day I was like okay these are the things that you said and these are the things that are happening and like I quite literally hopped off a boat to hop on a plane like that's what's happening right now um it's not Italy but it's Spain and Spain is what I want a little bit more than Italy so it's it's fine um but isn't that amazing how we were having that conversation and now this is what the reality is and you know he, he didn't just say those things just you know like he didn't just say those things and I was just like oh yeah that's nice the things that he was saying like 
you know, he's intuitive enough to, or he knows me at least well enough to know that while maybe I haven't like verbally said those things, like those are the things that like I see for myself. And I just thought that was a really powerful experience. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it makes me feel so full basically. So, um, part of the journey, since it is for a class, it's an online class, guys, the Spain trip. Um, part of the, part of the, the whole point is, um, basically my professor wants us to blog. So, you know, it's, it's for the grade, but I will definitely be getting footage and pictures and all that stuff. Obviously I'm going to be enjoying my time in person, but I'm, you know, I, you, you, you're gonna, you're gonna be included on this one. Um, and it's just a truly exciting time for me. So yeah, that's that. Um, I'm going to go sit in that for a little bit and then I'll be right back with you. First of all, I exited the anchor app really quickly to, you know, check my messages and stuff. And I opened Snapchat instead of anchor. Like what? Anyway, um, I'm going to wrap this episode up with dun, 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 my thoughts and all of my feels on the adults and launch party. Guys, <sighs> this past weekend was the adults and launch party. Uh, the adult and web series by Kara Malik and Paulette, Paula, Polly, Paulette, Paulette. Yes. Um, I, <sighs> You know, I again, I spoke about Kayra already a few times on this podcast because she's, you know, she's an inspiration. But, you know, being able to, like, really see all three of the girls together, you know, putting putting their work, putting their dream, turning it into a reality. Um, you know, you know, I love black people. Um, and I was, you know, engaging with their account this past weekend. And I told them, I said, I'll do almost anything for black women like that's on period. Um and the launch party was on Saturday. My flight came back in on Friday, which is why I was a little bit frustrated. I mean, I really wasn't, but like, you know, I just, I got back in super late Friday and I knew I had to get to Brooklyn on Saturday. And it was just thinking about that travel after having just had the airplane experiences I had was, you know, less than ideal. But, you know, again, I'm I'm going to do it to support my homies. And um, I've been, again, I've been making a, a more conscious effort to support my peers who do things um, because just historically I, I let my laziness get the best of me. And if someone's doing something, that's just, I, I, I won't go just because it's like, oh, I don't really feel like it. And I almost let that happen for this because I was like, you know, bus, then train, then train to Brooklyn. Like I, and it might rain and I'm in a dress. I'm not in travel clothes, but I did it and I did it with Zorba and shout out to Taylor, Taylor Medicine, the city and we, you know, we all made it happen like that. And it was just beautiful. They booked this beautiful venue, super cute, super chic, super sexy. All of the black people in there were moisturized and so fashionable. All the non-black people were like moisturized and fashionable. It was great. And it was just great energy. Um, the Listen, the lemon water, I don't know what lemons you guys were using. Maybe it was the plastic cups. I'm not too sure. All I know is that lemon water was a certified banger, okay? It was a hit. It was delicious, and I had three or more cups. Um, but it was just beautiful, again, to be in that space. They really, You could tell, obviously, I mean, obviously, if you're going to go out of your way to, you know, put together a web series or any type of 
any type of anything that isn't your day job or like your family of course you're going to care about it but like my oh my you could tell that these ladies really give a damn about what they're doing and you could tell that they were so thankful and grateful for everyone who came to support everyone who you know had the intention to come out and support but couldn't make it everyone who donated to their their campaign you can just you could tell by the, the the environment you could tell by their faces you could tell by how happy they were to see everyone and then everyone else in there like there were some people who were involved with the show some people who were just supporters like I but you know there was great networking opportunities you know we met photographers we met you know students we met designers and it was just like everyone was there was happy they had this super cute photo booth well, not a photo booth, but they had like a ring light for you to take selfies in front of it. And everyone's like, take selfies, take selfies, take pictures. And so we did. And it was, you know, us taking pictures of strangers, strangers taking pictures of us. And it was just like, there was, there was like no bad vibes. Like, you know how you can be in a space with like new people and like they either bangs with you or they don't. And like, you can kind of tell, like there was, there was just like none of that. It was just like, everyone was here to support everyone. Like you would look at someone and like, they would smile at you. You'd smile back. Like it just, oh, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful and I was just so every like every five minutes I just kept saying oh I'm so happy to be here I love black people <laughs> like I'm so happy to be here I love black people because that's how it felt and it just it was uh god it was, it was like looking into like all of our futures um events like these bigger better everyone's gonna you know everyone's seeing their dreams come to life everyone's starting somewhere and ah uh, god it was so beautiful and then we saw the first episode we saw the first episode and I don't really watch a lot of web series, 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 series. I don't watch a lot of them, but I do, from what I have seen, um, you know, the episodes aren't really that long. Um, so, you know, just like this, their episode was like 10 minutes or less, but it was good. And like, I, you know, I've been keeping up with them on Instagram and stuff like that. So like the whole production process and things like that, but and even even now, like you just separate from that, I'm 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 again like I'm trying to be more intentional with the things I consume. So I I think about when I'm watching, especially when I'm watching things. Like I think about, you know, cinematography now, you know, lighting, you know, the technical aspects of it all. You know, like it, how how many takes it takes to you know get a get a scene right. And you know, I was just thinking about you know how the team would go. They they said they would do like four a.m. subway shoots. You know, in order to not have to deal with you know actual subway traffic and you could see that reflected and it's like you know they're tired but like this this is what they want to do and it's god it's so damn inspiring wow oh. and then we just we just all took very beautiful pictures with all of our beautiful friends and it was a beautiful show and i just i'm so grateful to you know to to be in the space where I'm I'm living alongside these types of people. Oh god, it was so good. Arr! But yeah, uh, so if you haven't tuned in already, it's, you know, Adulton series on Instagram and Twitter, Adulton on YouTube, please subscribe, like, follow, comment, retweet, click, link, whatever, like do it all. Like they're doing a phenomenal job of just like keeping everything so so relevant so fresh so hip like what so yeah just go support 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 black creatives man support creatives period but support black creatives um yeah so 
Um, I'm currently living the lifestyle of the rich and famous on a very, on a very, uh, on a very proletariat budget, but it's fine. <laughs> this is all the beginning. Um, we want to shout out Jay-Z for his billionaire status, you know, obviously I've already talked about, you know, my issues with money, wealth, capitalism, et cetera, whatever. And, you know, of course, yeah, redistribu redistribution of wealth, but also like, I love seeing black people with money. So, you know, that's, that's what it is. Um, shout out to Rihanna for the fancy luxury brand that I will be copying at some point when my budget allows and shout out to her for being the richest, um, the richest musician right now, according to Forbes or whomever, with her $600 million empire. Shout out to you, sis. Okay, period. Um, shout out to Beyonce for the wearable art gala and her snapping and dropping the first Lion King trailer with Nala in it. Um, <laughs> David said, Simba, roll up the partition, please. And then have me on my side. <laughs> um, she wants to be Blue Ivy so bad. Anyway, um... Shout out to Ava DuVernay for When They See Us. I haven't watched it yet, but I've been hearing great things. Oh, God. Read more books, people. Read more books. Listen to some music. You know, I just, just try to be very intentional in everything that you do. That's my, those are my recommendations, my content recommendations. Just be intentional with the things you consume. Um, I... I'm going to wrap this episode up and I still have to do work before I go to take my shower and go to sleep. And it's already almost midnight, but it's okay because I'm so grateful just for every opportunity that's coming my way and every opportunity that's coming my friends' way and friends' friends. I mean, like you're not supposed to pronounce the apostrophe, but here I am trying to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm just, just grateful. So it's, you know, it's, Again, definitely easier that, you know, now it's the weather's warmer, so it's it's harder to be sad, but <laughs> I'm I'm feeling really good, guys, and I just hope and pray that everyone else has the opportunity to feel so good as well. If you've graduated or if you're graduating this year or soon or whatever the case, congratulations to you. If you're starting a new job, if you're leaving your old job, if you're starting a project, if you're completing a project, congratulations to you. If you're having a baby at Charday. <laughs> You know, congratulations to you. I just, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of ugliness in this world. There's also a lot of beauty. We're going to get the ugly anyway, so we may as well focus on what's beautiful. <sighs> Stay tuned this week and next week for more pictures from Cuba as well as Spain. Um, life, life is summertime and the living's easy. Shout out to Lana Del Rey's cover of Doing Time by Sublime. I love her. Wow. Okay. I'm wrapping it up. I try to live every day like you're Tracy Ellis Ross. And I'll catch you next time.